there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, can we bring back the woolly mammoth? Just a couple of months ago, a bunch of private investors announced that they're throwing $15 million into a project to resurrect these beasties. A team of scientists aimed to genetically resurrect a woolly mammoth by 2027. Bringing back the woolly mammoth from extinction, yes! Geoscientist George Church and his company Colossal trying to revive the extinct creature. The lead scientist behind this is a fancy Harvard geneticist named George Church. And he claims that the new funding could help us get a beastie running around in as little as six years. And the team has a surprising rationale for this project. They reckon it could help with climate change. Yeah. They say that if we had herds of these huge animals roaming around the Arctic, they'd do stuff like stomp around, exposing the soil to cold air, which they say could help keep the permafrost from melting. On their website, in caps lock, it says, quote, the woolly mammoth is a vital defender of the earth, end quote. Weirdly, mammoths weren't a top agenda item at that big climate conference in Glasgow. And... I'm not sure that I'm buying this climate explanation. But I do want to know, could they really pull this off? A little shaggy beastie running around in just six years? To find out, we called up Beth Shapiro. She's a professor at the University of California, Santa Cruz, and she has been researching woolly mammoths for over a decade. And she told us about one mammoth that she saw. It had just been uncovered and scientists were storing it underground in Siberia. It was in this underground ice chamber and lit by these crazy lights dangling from the ceiling and scientists wearing these lights on their their heads with laptop computers around. It was just such, it was like a scene from a movie. And then Beth saw it, the mammoth. It had this really shaggy hair and while alive would have been slightly bigger than an elephant, but was all shriveled up. To me, actually, the, the most amazing thing to me about it was the end of its nose, the little proboscis with the nostrils on it, which, look, which looked kind of soft and fuzzy as if you could reach out and touch it and it would be soft like, a, like an elephant's is. Oh. Um, you know, you could imagine that in life. It was, it was just like that. It was just a little soft, furry end of, a, of an elephant nose that was, you know, rooting around there in the, in the Arctic tundra trying to find something to eat. Woolly mammoths roamed the earth for millions of years until they vanished just a few thousand years ago. And since the last ones were around so recently, we have a bunch of really well-preserved mammoths. And inside them, we've found it. The key. The thing we need. DNA. The DNA is short and it's damaged, but there's a lot of it there. And using those fragments of DNA, we can piece together, 30 letters at a time, the entire sequence of the mammoth genome. And this has been done. Yeah, we actually know the full genome for a handful of mammoths, 
all four billion letters in it. And this is what makes the venture to resurrect a woolly mammoth actually plausible, because we know what the whole genetic code is. We have the genetic instructions. But knowing this code is just step one. We still need to take that DNA and then build a whole new mammoth out of it. The DNA is just like the how-to manual. Now we need a factory to build it in, something that actually makes all the mammothy parts. In nature, our factory would be the cell of a mammoth that's alive. Right? You need a living cell. And so we still, so we have no living mammoth cells. No, they went extinct more than 3,000 years ago. There are no living mammoth cells. But there might be a way around this. Through the power of synthetic biology. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> exactly. Synthetic biology is the fandangle new science where researchers take DNA and then manipulate it in these very fancy ways using stuff like CRISPR. So... Here is the plan for the mammoth, the recipe, to cook up a woolly mammoth using synthetic biology. First up, you take an Asian elephant cell, which is alive because we have Asian elephants. Asian elephants and mammoths diverged about five or six million years ago. And their genetic code is 99.6% identical. It's pretty darn similar. If you take your glasses off in the dark, it's basically the same animal. Still, though, we now need to find out what genes have changed between the mammoth and the elephant. And for this, you open up that file on your computer saying mammoth code. Yeah, so the idea then is you line all of those up on a computer and compare it to the Asian elephant genome. And we can ask that computer to tell us where the elephant is different from all of the mammoths. Then, using CRISPR go through each of those differences and gradually, maybe a couple at a time or hopefully hundreds at a time at some point, cut and paste your way from a living Asian elephant cell to a cell that contains a mammothy genome. Sounds easy peasy. (laughs) The reason it's not so easy peasy is because there are about 1.5 million genetic differences between an Asian elephant and a woolly mammoth. How how far have we gotten? Well, last I heard from George, they had made about 50 different changes. 50 out of 1.5 million differences. Now, the team behind this mammoth project say that they won't need to change all of those genes. They're just going to focus on the ones that make the mammoth mammothy, say its shaggy coat and adaptations to living in the cold. But even just finding all those differences and changing them, that's still going to take a while. Now, once this is done, the next step is actually something that science has done before. It's cloning, and we can do this. You take your living cell filled with that mammothy DNA, and at the same time, you get an egg, say, from an Asian elephant. And you suck the nucleus, the nuclear material, out of that egg, so you have kind of an empty egg cell. And then you stick the mammothy cell to the outside of the egg. You zap it with a bit of electricity. And really, it's, you're literally just zapping it with a bit of electricity? Yeah. I am oversimplifying things to an insane extent, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of like this. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Mammothy DNA shimmies its way into the egg. So now it's as if you have a fertilized egg cell. 
that is that is wild. What do you see as the biggest hurdle? Um, yes. Uh, let's see uh editing editing the genome yes is is a pretty big hurdle but you know the technology and even if you sort out all this other stuff typically with cloning you then need to implant this thing that you're cooking up into a mama elephant and it turns out that even this is rather tricky to do You see, Asian elephants have a huge vagina. It's about a meter long. And their hymen has a tiny hole that pretty much only sperm can pass through. So we would need to figure out how to squeeze our mammothy embryo to get up in there. Eventually, George plans to make an artificial uterus. So that's another thing we've got to work out. So we're really inching toward mammothdom. Meanwhile, headlines and the website of this new cashed-up company that's working on the Mammoth Project make it seem like we're going to get a real-deal Mammoth clone. But in the fine print on that website, what they're actually promising to give us is a, quote, cold-resistant elephant, end quote. And we reached out to them and they said, yeah, there has been some confusion here. Their goal is an... Arctic elephant. So it's not really a mammoth. It seems the devil is all in the detail, and it all depends on how many elephant genes they're actually going to switch into mammothy ones. Chances are, if this does happen at all, we're not going to get a mammoth, be more like a weird looking elephant. So that's a bit of a downer. If you want more of an upper, then head to our full episode on resurrecting animals. We looked at resurrecting the dinosaur as well as resurrecting this little critter. And in that project, things just might have worked. If you want to find out more, go over to the Science Versus feed. That's at Science VS. And click on our episode about Jurassic Park. Also, while you're there, we've got episodes about NASA's plan to deal with killer asteroids and breakthrough treatments for chronic pain. So that's all at Science Versus Science VS on Spotify. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time. 